Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Gopi Janavallapa Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Jashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamunati Ravana Chari Yamunati Ravana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Kiribaradhari Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodanandana Rajajana Ranjana Yamunati Ravana Chari Yamunati Ravana Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya 
जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौरा भक्त वृंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौरा भक्त वृंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौरभक्त बिंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौरभक्त बिंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौरभक्त बिंद हरि बोल हरि हरि बोल नित्य गौर हरि बोल नित्य गौर हरि नित्य गौरंग हरि बोल हरि हरि बोल नित्य गौर हरि जय जय प्रभु 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 जय जय प्रभु जय जय गुरुदेव 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 जय 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 ओम विष्णुपाद ब्रह्मंस प्रिराज विचार्य स्त्रीमाद श्री दिवाइन ग्रेस श्रीला भय चरणारविंदम भक्ति वेदांत स्वाय महाराज श्रील प्रोपाद की जाए जाए श्री घंतराज श्रीमाद भागवत महापुराण की जाए श्री चैतन्य चैतामृत की जाए श्री श्री राधा कलचंजी की जाए श्री नित्यानंद बलराम की जाए श्री गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बो All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna All glories of glory Shri Shri Guru and Gorango glories to Shri Prabhupada
Hare Krishna. So welcome everybody to, to today's morning class. So I'll be reading today from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, chapter 5, which is entitled, The Glories of Lord Nityananda Balaram. And we're doing text number one today. Please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda So please repeat after me. Vande Ananta Adbhuta Eshvaryam Sri Nityanandam Ishvaram Yasya Ichaya Tatsvarupam Agyena Api Nirupyate Vande Anantadbhuteshvaryam Vande Anantadbhutveshvaryam Shri Nityanandam Ishvaram Shri Nityanandam Ishvaram Yashyaichaya Tatsvarupam Yashyaichaya Tatsvarupam Agnenapi Nirupyate Agnenapi Nirupyate Vandeyananta Bhuteishvaryam Vande Ananta Adbhuteshvarya Shri Nityananda Ishvaram Shri Nityananda Ishvaram Yashyaichaya Tatsvarupam Yashyaichaya Tatsvarupam Agyenapi Nirupyate 
ಅಗ್ನೇನೂಪ್ಯತೆ ವಂದೇ ಅನಂತೂತೈಶ್ವಾಂತ್ಯಾನಂದೀಶ್ವರ ಯಶೇಚಾತ್ಸೂಪೇನಾಪೀಪ್ಯತೆ ವಂದೇ ಅನಂತೈಶ್ವರ್ಯಾನಂದೀಶ್ವರ ಯಶೇಚಾತ್ಸ್ವೇನಾಪೀಪ್ಯತೆ ವಂದೇ ಅನಂತೂತೈಶ್ವರ್ಯಾನಂದೀಶ್ವರ ಯಶೇಚಾತ್ಸ್ವೇನಾಪೀಪ್ಯತೆ ವಂದೇ ಅನಂತೂತೈಶ್ವರ್ಯ ಶ್ರೀನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದೀಶ್ವರ ಯಶೇಚಾತ್ಸ್ವೇನಾಪೀಪ್ಯತೆ ವಂದೇ ಲೆಟ್ ಮೀ ಆಫ ಮೈ ಒಬೇಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಅನಂತ unlimited adbhuta and wonderful aishvaryam whose opulence shri nityanandam unto lord nityananda ishvaram the supreme personality of godhead yasya whose ichchaya by the will tatsvarupam his identity agnaya by the ignorant api even nirupyate can be ascertained translation please repeat after me let me offer my obeisances to lord shri nityananda the supreme personality of godhead whose opulence is wonderful and unlimited by his will even a fool can understand his identity so again let me offer my obeisances to lord shri nityananda the supreme personality of godhead 
whose opulence is wonderful and unlimited. By his will, even a fool can understand his identity. So this is text one, and Prabhupada precedes the text by reading, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. This chapter is chiefly devoted to describing the essence, the essential nature and glories of Sri Nityananda Prabhu. Lord Sri Krishna is the absolute personality of Godhead, and his first expansion in a form for pastimes is Sri Balarama. Beyond the limitation of this material world is the spiritual sky, Parayomna, Paravyomna, which has many spiritual planets, the supreme of which is called Krishnaloka. Krishnaloka, the abode of Krishna, has three divisions which are known as Dwarka, Mathura, and Gokula. In that abode, the personality of Godhead expands himself into four plenary portions, Krishna, Balara, Balaram, Pradyumna, the transcendental Cupid, and Aniruddha. They are known as the original quadruple forms. In Krishna Loka is a uh, in Krishna Loka is a transcendental place known as Svetadvipa or Vrindavan. Below Krishna Loka in the spiritual sky are the Vaikuntha planets. On each Vaikuntha planet, a four-handed Narayana, expanded from the first quadruple manifestation, is present. The personality of Godhead known as Sri Balaram in Krishna Loka, is the original Sankarsana, attracting deity. And from this Sankarsana expands another Sankarsana called Maha Sankarsana, who resides in one of the Vaikuntha planets. By his internal potency, Maha Sankarsana maintains the transcendental existence of all the planets in the spiritual sky, where all the living beings are eternally liberated souls. The influence of the material energy is conspicuous there by its absence. On those planets, the second quadruple manifestation is present. Outside of the Vaikuntha planets is the impersonal manifestation of Sri Krishna, which is known as Brahmaloka. On the other side of Brahmaloka, is the spiritual Karna Samudra, or causal ocean. The material energy exists on the other side of the causal ocean, without touching it. In the causal ocean is Mahavishnu, the original Purusha expan- expansion of, of from Sankarshan. This Mahavishnu places his glance over the material energy, and by a reflection of his transcendental body, he amalgamates himself within the material elements. As the source of the material elements, the material energy is known as pradhana, and as the source of the manifestations of the material energy, it is known as maya. But material nature is inert in that she has no independent power to do anything. She is empowered to make the cosmic manifestation by the glance of Mahavishnu. Therefore, the material energy is not the original cause of the material manifestation. Rather, the transcendental glance of Mahavishnu over material nature produces the cosmic manifestation. 
Mahavishnu again enters every universe as the reservoir of all living entities. Garbhadakshaya Vishnu. From Garbhadakshaya Vishnu expands Chiradakshaya Vishnu and the super, the super soul of every living entity. Garbhadakshaya Vishnu also has his own Vikunta planet in every universe where he lives as the super soul or supreme controller of the universe. Garbhadakshaya Vishnu reclines in the midst of the watery portion of the universe and generates the first living creatures, the first, generates the first living creature of the universe, Brahma. The imaginary universal form is a partial manifestation of Garbhadakshaya Vishnu. In the Vaikuntha planet, in every universe is an ocean of milk, and within that ocean is an island called Shvetadweep, where Lord Vishnu lives. Therefore, this chapter describes two Shvetadweepas, one in the abode of Krishna and the other in the ocean of milk in every universe. The Shvetadweep in the abode of Krishna is identical with Vrindavan Dham, which is the place where Krishna appears himself to display his loving pastimes. In the Shvetadweep, In this Vedadweep, within every universe is a Shesha form of Godhead, who serves Vishnu by assuming the form of his umbrella, slippers, conch, uh, sorry, couch, pillows, garments, residence, sacred thread, throne, and so on. Lord Balaram, Lord Baladeva, in Krishna Loka is Nityananda Prabhu. Therefore, Nityananda Prabhu is the original Sankarshan and Maha Sankarshan and his expansions as the Purushas in the universe are plenary expansions of Lord Nityananda Prabhu. In this chapter, the author has described the history of his leaving home for a personal pilgrimage in Vrindavan and his achieving all success there. In this description, it is revealed that the author's original paternal home and birthplace were in the district of Katwa, in the village of uh, Jamatapura, which is near Nehati. Krishnadas Kaviraja's brother invited Sri Meenaketan Ramadas, a great devotee of Lord Tananda, to his home. But a priest named Gunarnava Mishra did not receive him well, and Krishnadas Kaviraja Goswami's brother, not recognizing the glories of Lord Nityananda, also took sides with the priest. Therefore, Ramadas became very sorry, broke his flute, and went away. This was a great disaster for the brother of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. But on that very night, Lord Nityananda Prabhu himself graced Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in a dream and ordered him to leave on the next day for Vrindavan. Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnanam Junashilakaya Chakshuramilitam Yena Tasme Shri Guruveya Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamajam Dadati Svapanantikam Vancha Kalpa Trubhishya Kripasandubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhya Vishnavibhya Namo Namaha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Tinamine 
नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणी निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चात्य देवताय जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासदी गौर भक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जाय श्री नित्यानंद बलराम की जाय श्री चैतन्य चैतामृत की जाय श्रील प्रभुपाद की जाय श्री गौर भक्त बृंद की जाय सो टुडे इज द होली अपियरेंस डे ऑफ लॉर्ड नित्यानंद बलराम who as we read uh, just now is actually considered the second body of lord goranga mahaprabhu just as balaram is the second body of krishna and lord balaram's purpose is to manifest the pastimes of krishna and he does that by expanding himself in various forms such as uh Uh, Mahasankarshan and then Mahasankarshan to all the other expansions of uh, uh, of uh, Mahasankarshan and uh, um, together with on the other side Radharani expanding the consorts of these wonderful personalities and also the rest of creation including the spiritual world the material world and all the animate and inanimate beings all for the purpose of performing pastimes because it is the nature of the living entity to enjoy and the greatest enjoyment happens in what is called leela leela means pastimes of enjoyment and so in these pastimes there are some pastimes that are pastimes in union where krishna and lord balaram and radharani and their associates they engage in amazingly amazingly wonderful uh, uh activities doing amazing things uh we just reading the other day about how krishna has this rope that he binds the calves hind legs with so that he can milk the cows you know when he's milking the cows so the cows will stay still so the cow seeing the baby will deliver the milk you know nicely like that and that this rope is made of wonderful yellow silken material with many jewels inlaid into it and it's called the uh the niryoga pasha and basically Krishna's purpose of this rope is described is actually to catch living entities and bind them with his love. So you know how they uh how the cowboys would do the the what do they call the lasso the huh the lasso right yeah they would take the what is it that they swing around the the ropes yeah there's a nice name to those ropes right that they they turn to a circle and then they throw it on the animal and then they catch the animal that way uh so 
Sorry? So do you know what that rope is called? The rope that the cowboys use for um, for lassoing the animals? It's a nice name for that rope. I forget the name now. Anyway, so Krishna has a similar rope. And, but he uses this to catch living entities so he can bind them with his love and hold them so that he can actually <laughs> intimately associate with them because the devotees, these living entities have this habit of running hither and thither, you know. right? So it's like the living entities are going all over the universe, you know, it's their nature. The nature of the living entity is to be very active like that. So Krishna uses this rope and so when he wears the rope on his turban, like that, uh, it's, it signifies that he was successful in catching a person, you know, and turning him into his devotee, so that he can show him a lot of love and give that devotee immense, immense happiness. I mean, the devotee thinks to himself that, The devotee thinks to himself, What did I do to deserve this? I mean, how could I have been so fortunate to become a devotee of Krishna and, and enjoy all these wonderful pastimes. But when he, when he wears that rope on his shoulder, he also wears the rope on his shoulder at times. It signifies that he's on the hunt. He's hunting right now for the devotee. You know, like that too. Snag some devotee like that. You know, like that. And when he snags the devotee, the devotee loses all their opulence, you know? Whatever material opulence they had, whatever money they had, whatever uh, reputation they had, whatever good health they had, all the nice things that they had are lost. You know? And Krishna replaces it with even better health, even better wealth, and even better reputation and things like that. Because it's now the reputation is going to be eternal. The wealth is going to be eternal. You know? So Krishna actually wants to give that person himself, actually. And he is himself the sweetest of the sweetest of all personalities like that. So in the pastimes, in these pastimes, there's a particular form that Krishna takes that is like the pinnacle of these sweet pastimes, and that is the form of Goranga Mahaprabhu. When Krishna takes the form of Goranga Mahaprabhu, he is imbued with the mood of Radharani. And Radharani is just a totally amazing personality. She's just like, there's just no words to describe how sweet she is, how smart she is, how capable she is, and how much love she has in her heart. You know, it's just, no words can, even Krishna can't fathom it. And that's why he comes as Gauranga Mahaprabhu, just to taste that love. He, he wonders, how can someone have so much love? Because there are different pastimes he will do where he'll test Radharani, and Radharani will always win the test, you know. Even though Krishna will do something like in one pastime, you know, he comes as a very beautiful maiden, really very beautiful maiden. Uh, Krishna's uh, um, parrot, uh, whose name is Sari, he always sits on the branch with another parrot, that's Radharani's parrot, his name is Sukha. And the two of them are always talking about the pastimes of their masters, you know, and how one is outdoing the other in terms of the pastimes, you know, like that. And, and, and these parrots, when they see this beautiful maiden, they faint. Now they've seen Krishna, they've seen Radharani, who are like the most beautiful of the most beautiful. 
But this lady is something else. She's so beautiful that they actually hang upside down on the branches because they're knocked out. The beauty just knocks them out, you know, like that. And then, so this person then, she's, she's a beautiful maiden, and comes in front of Radharani and then, you know, questions Radharani, why do you love this boy? He's just such a rascal, you know. She gives all this evidence as to what all the things Krishna did wrong to Radharani. And how Radharani got so angry and had man, you know, and refused to see Krishna and took a long, long, long time before Krishna could win Radharani back, you know. And then he does this over and over again, which is what really irks Radharani a lot. You know, he just doesn't learn, you know. So he repeats it over and over again. And so, so this maiden is explaining to Radharani, you know, that look at how many times Krishna actually did the wrong thing by you. And why do you, why do you, why do you even think about this person? Why do you associate with this person? Just let him go. He's, he's not worth it. You know, it's just not worth it. You deserve far better like that. And so, Laranan lets him speak, and the gopis are cheering this Mataji on, you know, he's cheering this lady on, this beautiful maiden on, because they agree with her, you know, they've been tell- because they've been telling Radharani the same thing as well, you know. <laughs> it's just a black rascal, he can't even stand straight, he's bent in three places, you know, it's, even his flute is bent, his stick is bent. His words are bent. Everything's crooked about this guy, you know, like that. So, so the gopis are getting a lot of evidence here, you know, from this. And they're wondering how this person knows so much, you know, about all the things that Krishna did wrong to Radharani, you know, like that. And she goes on and on and on, and Radharani says, yeah, keep, um, keep talking, talking, and then, then after a while she stops, this maiden stops, and Radharani says, you said enough, you have something more to say? You got more evidence, you know. <laughs> and so this maiden thinks, now I've given you a lot of evidence. I mean, if I can't convince you with all of this, then there's nothing more I can do about it. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So Radharani's first mouth from her mouth is, you're wrong. And then Radharani starts refuting those arguments, showing why Krishna is actually the best of all personalities and the sweetest of all personalities. And why, you know, he's a man. What do you expect of men, you know? They see a beautiful girl, they're going to run after that beautiful girl. It's, it, what can you do? Narayan has created men like that. <laughs> they can't help themselves. And things like that. So she gives all these wonderful reasons and, you know, how much she became happy by seeing him and how much pleasure she gives him. And all these girls who are complaining right now, how much the happiness they get from Krishna, this, that, and the other. So she just starts giving arguments on the other side. So this maiden becomes very astonished. How can this be? After giving irrefutable evidence against Krishna, this lady, this Radharani, is giving irrefutable evidence why the other irrefutable evidence is actually refuted. (laughs) So then Krishna thinks, okay, I'm going to check you out right now. She says, Radharani, well, since you love Krishna so much, why don't you manifest Krishna right now in front of me? And say, so, now of course this maiden is Krishna himself, right? So Krishna thinks, Jai, Shishiradha, Kalachandi ki, Jai. So Krishna thinks to himself, there is no way she's gonna be able to manifest me. I'm here in the form of this beautiful woman. How can she manifest Krishna? It's not gonna happen. You know? And this happens again and again. Krishna does checks like this on Radharani and thinks, I'm gonna win this time. And he always loses. That's how powerful she is, you know. 
And so she goes into a meditation, and in the meditation, she starts turning into a bluish-black color. And so he thinks, maybe she's going to turn into Krishna. You know, that's going to be a shame, right? If she becomes Krishna, and I'm this beautiful maiden. <laughs> that's going to be a little shameful, you know. But then he notices that his skin color starts changing bluish-black too. He's a beautiful golden, uh, you know, maiden, and his skin color is changing. And he put his hand on his and he noticed the peacock feather there now. You know, there's no peacock feather before. Where did the peacock feather come from? Then he noticed he's gone back to being Krishna himself. She actually changed him into Krishna just by her meditation. Can you imagine how powerful that is? You know, that's amazing, right? So, so Krishna, he wants to taste this love. What, what is this love that Radharani has? that actually makes him do, makes her able to do things like that. So he comes as Gauranga Mahaprabhu to taste that love. And also to give that love to the devotees so that they can taste it too, in the form of the holy name, Golokera Premadhana, Harinama Sankirtan, like that. So at that time, the person who's going to make all this Leela happen in Gauranga Mahaprabhu's Leela is actually Lord Nityananda. Same Lord Balram who helps in Krishna's Leela, by making all the arrangements happen, Lord Nityananda does the same thing. And he's just amazing. He, he's just amazing number of things he does. And so I was just going to read some of the prayers that some wonderful devotees have written about Lord Nityananda that, that tells about this person's greatness, you know. So here's a, a prayer. Uh, it says, I bow down to the Supreme Lord, Nityananda Prabhu, who is the awarder of the highest joy to all, the bestower of the holy name and the crest jewel of all Paramahansa mendicants. So we can see, if we pray to Lord Nityananda, then we can get the highest joy, not just for ourselves, but for everyone. Uh, May Sri Nityananda Ram be the object, object of my constant remembrance. Sankarsana, Seshnaga, and Vishnus, who lie in the Karna Ocean, Mahavishnu, Garba Ocean, Garva Dakshai Vishnu, and the Ocean of Milk, Shira Dakshai Vishnu, are his plenary portions and the portions of his plenary portions. I surrender unto the lotus feet of Sri Nityananda Ram, who is known as Sankarsana, in the midst of the Chaturvyuha, consisting of Vasudev, Sankarsana, Pradyumna, and Aniruddha. He possesses all the full opulences and resides in Vaikuntha Loka, far beyond the material creation. So these are from various parts of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I offer my full obeisances unto the feet of Sri Nityananda Rama, whose partial representation is called Karnadakshai Vishnu, lying on the Karna Ocean, is the original Purusha, the master of illusory energy and the shelter of all universes. So he is actually the master of Maya Devi herself. This is actually Lord, Lord Nityananda. I offer my obeisances, full obeisances, unto the feet of Sri Nityananda Rama, a partial part of whom is Garbhadakshai Vishnu. From the navel of Garbhadakshai Vishnu sprouts the lotus that is the birthplace of Brahma, the engineer of the universe. The stem of that lotus is the resting place of the multitude of planets. In fact, this stem is described that it's so big that Brahma took a number of kalpas climbing down that stem from the lotus to the bottom of the stem. And one kalpa is 8,640,000,000 years. 
And he took a number of coppers just to like slide down that stem. Imagine how big the stem must have been. <laughs> amazing, amazing pastimes, you know. Our former respectful business was under the feet of Srinitin and Ram, whose secondary part is the Vishnu lying in the ocean of milk. That Shiradakshai Vishnu is the super soul of all living beings and the maintainer of all universes. Seshanaga is his further sub-part. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Sri Krishna Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, who are like the sun and the moon. They have risen simultaneously on the horizon of Goda to dissipate the darkness of ignorance and thus wonderfully bestow benediction upon all. So then there are eight prayers written to glorify Lord Nityananda by Shilabindavan Das Thakur. So Shilabindavan Das Thakur is uh, one of uh, uh, Lord Nityananda's greatest uh, associates. And these are translated by Srila Govinda Swami, Guru Govinda Swami, one of our wonderful spiritual masters who was on the planet. First prayer says, number one, Sri Nityananda Prabhu's face is more beautiful and cooling than the autumn moon, than the autumnal moon. The effulgence coming out from his body is supremely beautiful. He's, he always moves like a mad elephant, since always intoxicated by Krishna Prema, for love of God. It's described that uh, when he was in Navadvipa, he would chase girls all day long, you know, chase girls all day long, and particularly Muslim girls, you know, Muslim girls. Because these Muslim girls, you know, the Muslims believe that the Hindus, like they're uh, fallen, you know, they don't even have a soul. So they're like rejects from the spiritual world, you know, like that. And so they don't even look at Hindu boys. The girls don't even look at Hindu boys. But he would actually actively chase them down, you know, and forcibly touch them and hug them and kiss them and say, I'm going to marry you. And these girls would feel so contaminated because he would do something like that. But actually they were becoming advanced. <laughs> they were losing their contamination and they were becoming more advanced, you know. And they couldn't understand why they were feeling happy after he did that to them, even though their minds told them that they should be feeling very miserable. But he had so much love of God in him that whoever he would touch or see would become imbued by love of God. You know, Just amazing personality. He is always mad after Krishna Prema. His body is completely pure spiritual energy. He always has a smiling face. His eyes are very fickle, moving to and fro. His lotus hand always holds a glowing staff. Yes, that is Sri Nityananda, who by the beating of that staff, destroys all our reactions of Kali Yuga. We should take shelter of Sri Nityananda and cry for the mercy of Sri Nityananda. He is the root of Krishna Prema Bhakti Kalpataru, the root of the tree of loving devotion unto Krishna. Now, Lord Nityananda always chants. So his chant is always, Krishna, 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 Krishna. That's how he chants all day long. Krishna, Krishna, like that. He really loves Krishna a lot, you know. In fact, at one point, we will see that when he left the planet, 
he actually entered into a deity of Krishna. That deity is still there in Mayapur. Uh, it's known as Bankim Rai. Bankim Rai. Very beautiful deity on the bank. A very wonderful river. And uh, so he walked right into the deity. That's how much he loves Krishna. Because Krishna, this is Balaram, right? Nobody loves Krishna like Balaram. You know, Balaram is a very special type of love for Krishna that's very, very different. Radharani also loves Krishna, but hers is more amorous, you know. His is more the type of love that everybody can actually practice, even though they may not be in that conjugal rasa with Krishna like that. So that's Lord Nityananda. And actually he knows Krishna very well, by the way. He knows Krishna so well that sometimes when Radharani gets, becomes perplexed how to deal with Krishna, because he just, Krishna, there's things that are just completely, you know, you know, just off the charts, you know. Radharani just flummoxed. How to deal with this person, you know? Then when she finds no way of finding a solution, then she very secretly meets with Lord Nityananda in the forest. And she'll ask Lord Nityananda how to deal with the situation. And he will tell her. And then she'll go and deal with Krishna and then get it sorted out. It's amazing. Because they're from different pastimes, right? Lord Nityananda is from the pastime of separation. You know, Vipralamba Leela. And Krishna is, and Radharani is from the Samboga Leela, which is the union pastime. And they cross the boundaries of pastime to consult one another. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the spiritual world is such an amazing place, you know. We live such a boring world, you know. At best, this world, when it gives happiness, it's boring. At worst, it's really miserable. It causes so much misery. But the gaps between the misery we consider to be happiness. And that happiness is really very boring, you know. There's not even much interest in it. Whereas in the spiritual world, the pastimes are very exciting. They're right. really, really nice. So here it says... Um, so he says he is the root of Krishna Prema Bhakti Kalpataru the root of the tree of loving devotion unto Krishna I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Briksha so Lord Nityananda is like the root of the Krishna tree, you know. That's where all the Krishna happens from, you know, from that root. Next verse, it says, Sri Nityananda Prabhu is the reservoir of all transcendental mellows. He is the life and soul of all the devotees. Because basically what it is, is when the devotees are relating with Krishna, that is called a mellow. That's what's called a mellow. When any devotee and all the varieties of devotees who in very vast varieties of ways relate with Krishna, those, uh, you know, uh, dealings are called mellows. And Lord Nityananda is the reservoir of all the transcendental mellows. So that's where the mellows come from. He is the life and soul of all the devotees. Nobody can compare to him in all the three planetary systems. He is very dear to one and all. He is the beloved husband of Sri Vasudha and Sri Janava. 
He is always in an ecstatic mood of love, always maddened, intoxicated with that mellow of love, Krishna Prema. He is unknown to crooked and evil-minded persons. I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda, the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Viksha. It's also described in one of the prayers, because we're not going to read all the prayers, but in one of the prayers it is actually described that Lord Nityananda never gets angry. It's amazing. He never gets angry. Because always so much love for Krishna, he's always very happy. Even when somebody, you know, like in the case of Jagai and Madai, right? He was hit by the pot, by uh, Jagai, you know? Was it Madai? Madai would hit him by the pot. And, you know, he started bleeding. He was still smiling. <laughs> Whereas if we get hurt, I mean, you get so angry, right? The face shows that. The index is very clear that we're so unhappy. <laughs> but he's always smiling like that. That's why it's called Nitya Ananda. Always happy. Nitya Ananda means always happy, always blissful. Lord Nityananda is very dear to Shiman Goranga Mahaprabhu. He always does good to the whole universe. He is always supremely blissful. He is the embodiment of supreme happiness and blissfulness. He comes to this material world in his Kali Yuga to deliver the sinful persons. There is no limit to his mercy. He constantly does Namakirtan or congregational chanting of Lord Krishna's holy names, destroying the pride of his dread of this dreadful ocean of material existence. I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda, the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Viksha. Lord Nityananda, text 4. Lord Nityananda tells Sriman Gauranga Mahaprabhu, O brother, what will happen to this most distressed and fallen jivas of Kali Yuga? What will happen to them unless you shower your mercy on them? Please show them a way for their deliverance by which they can approach and get your lotus feet. He always talks to Sriman Mahaprabhu like this. I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda, the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Viksha. So in this uh, verse, it's being stated that Lord Nityananda is always pleading with Gauranga Mahaprabhu, please make some arrangement so these very fallen living entities can find a path to back home, back to the spiritual world. He's always trying to make some arrangement. He knows how fallen they are and how sinful they are, what rascals they are, but he's not looking at that. He's just looking. These are all children of Krishna and he wants the child back again home with Krishna, like that. So this is why they say, and, uh, the Acharyas say, that the most merciful incarnation in creation is Gauranga Mahaprabhu, Namo Mahavadanyaya, Krishna Prema Pradayati. But even more merciful than Lord Nityananda, Lord Chaitanya is Lord Nityananda. Because Lord Nityananda, Lord Chaitanya will see some qualification in the person, you know, that you must have a desire to at least love Krishna. You, that's up to you. You have to manifest that desire. But in Lord Nityananda's case, he doesn't even look for the desire. He just says, take my name once and you would have bought me. I am sold to you. I am your slave after that. He speaks like that. Just take my name once, Nitai, Nityananda. Just say it once and I become your slave. I am bought by you. Buy me, buy me. Just take any one of Krishna's name and I am sold. I am your property now. I am your slave. I will do whatever you want for me. This is why Prabhupada said something, you know, we didn't quite follow through on this. He said, just like we got book distributing, 
He said, you should go out on the streets and take some dolls of Goranga and Nityananda and give these dolls away to people. Just give them away. And tell them, take them home, put them at home, and then take an incense and just offer it like this around, just wave it around them. And then say to them, my dear sirs, or my dear beloved, my dear beloveds, and then ask whatever you want from them. They said, they will give it to you. They are the good luck deities. They are Kevala Anandakanda, which means they are pure bliss. That's all they are. And they'll give you as much bliss as you want. You want money? They'll give you money. You want fame? They'll give you fame. They'll give you whatever you want. He said, we should do that. We should go to every street corner and distribute these dolls. We didn't do that. <laughs> Still haven't done that, you know. They made some dolls, by the way. They did make some dolls. But somehow the faith is not there that that will happen. The people will take these dolls home and then they'll worship them just by offering incense and some water. And then ask whatever you like. I mean, heck, people pay millions and millions of dollars to consult powerful consultants, right? You know? So that they can make their business become bigger or whatever else that they're trying to do, right? Here, this is free dolls. Doing this better than the business consultant can do. Better than any consultant are Gornitai. If they bless someone for something, that's it. They're done. There's no need for any consultant or any process or anything. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's just miracles. That's all. Make miracles happen. One day the devotees are going to have this faith and they're going to go out and they're going to give these dolls away. <laughs> and the world will become amazed. And the time is coming very soon. In fact, what's happening right now is that the planetary systems are moving in such a way that the worst of this, around this time, you know how the, uh, the leader of the United Nations, UN Secretary General, he, he said the other day, there's some wind of madness going around the world. Wind of madness, he described. Things, people are becoming mad or something. There's, there's doing mad things all over the world. The world's going mad. You know, so he calls it the wind of madness. But this wind of madness is going to correct everything. People are going to realize that things are really fallen, things are really bad. And then they will start changing, start thinking, what should I do to make myself better off? What can we do to correct this? And that's where Krishna consciousness will become the answer. And people will become Krishna conscious. So this is like a, a renaissance period. Just like 500 years ago, there was a renaissance period. And life changed big time. Before the renaissance and after the renaissance, if you look at life, it was very different. How things used to be done before renaissance and how it started happening after. And it created a lot of wealth. The world became a lot better place after the renaissance. So similar, another renaissance is going to happen now. It's this year. That's the final year of the bad part of the renaissance. Then the good will set in. Oh, and then you watch some devotees are going to go out and give these dolls out. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Everything Prabhupada said will happen. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. So then it goes in the next text. It says, Lord Nityananda goes to every doorstep and requests everyone with folded hands, quote, Oh my dear brothers, all of you engage yourselves in the chanting of Harinama, chanting of the holy names of Krishna. If you do this 
and follow my instruction, I promise that you will very easily cross over this dreadful ocean of material existence. Close quotes. I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda, the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Vriksha. So, Lord Krishna's name, Lord Krishna's love manifests in the form of his name. That is why we chant the holy names of the Lord. And then, the next text, it says, Like Agastyamani, who by drinking a handful of water made all the oceans dry up, he forcibly, Lord Nityananda, forcibly swallows the ocean of repeated birth and death. He arose like a moon to swell up the ocean of mercy for the welfare of all the jivas. He very easily destroys the sinful reactions of the most sinful degraded persons. He is very dear to the devotees. He is always busy doing good to the devotees. He is like the sun that dissipates the darkness of ignorant fools, which descended by their sinful activities. I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda, the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Vriksha. Next text, text number seven. He is always dancing and chanting, Hari Bol, Hari Bol. Uttering the name of Hari, he always engages in Harinam Sankirtan. He always wanders on the streets of every town, city, and village, casting his merciful glance over his dear devotees. I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda, the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Vriksha. And then the final verse, eighth verse, it says, He moves with Sri Gauranga Mahaprabhu, holding very soft lotus-like palm. Holding his very soft lotus-like palm. Means Gauranga Mahaprabhu is very soft lotus-like palm. He always looks at the moon. He, sorry, he always looks at the moon-like face. Again, he always, sorry, he always looks at the moon-like beautiful face of Shri Chandra and becomes ecstatic and blissful. And Sriman Gauranga Mahaprabhu also looks at the moon-like beautiful face of Sri Nitai. In this way, the two of them are completely filled with blissfulness. He always makes all the inhabitants of the towns and cities, wherever he goes, mad with the intoxication of his beauty. I do my bhajana of Lord Nityananda, the very root of the Krishna Bhakti Vriksha. And then there's one more verse that actually is always a boon. Whoever hears this, what happens to a person who hears this verse? Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur says, quote, whoever reads or recites with firm faith, this Sri Nityananda Astakam will have the lotus feet of Sri Nityananda Prabhu soon revealed to him or her. These eight verses are the essence of bhakti rasa. They are the life and soul of all rasika bhaktas and the reservoir of all mellows. Lord Nityananda is the essence of the universe, the three planetary systems, and by his remembrance, and by his remembrance, the sinful reactions of all sinful persons are destroyed. Close quotes. So, uh, today, we should take advantage of the appearance of Lord Nityananda and actually pray to Lord Nityananda and, and Gauranga Mahaprabhu because both of these persons are always together. They're never separated from one another. Lord Gauranga is 
the person who carries out the pastimes. And Lord Nityananda is the one who makes the arrangements so those pastimes will happen nicely. And himself takes part in the, in the, in the uh, pastimes in such a way that we become astonished. You know, we think that, wow, this is really wonderful. And Radharani describes that this word wonder is the essence of love. And it is love that makes everything move in this world. It's actually even the scientists are figuring that out now. And so, with Lord Nityananda, what happens is that amazingly wonderful things happen. Something that's totally unexpected. As devotees, you know, we have expectations. All of us have expectations that I wish this would happen to me, and you know, hopefully this will happen to me. But Lord Nityananda, what he does is that he allows things to happen beyond, way beyond those expectations. So a little like, you know, imagine, you know, uh, I'm a home, uh, a homeless person, right? And I'm on the streets, and so I'm on the, you know how you notice some of them standing at the, at the, you know, uh, at the ramp of the highway, right? Coming down the ramp, when you come down the ramp, I-30, you'll see sometimes some men standing there. And he'll be asking for some, you know, some donation, you know. He's begging for something, you know. Sometimes they have a sign up. You know, like that. And so imagine that, you know, I'm one of those beggars and I'm standing on the street there and I'm begging like that. And then someone drives down, you know, and uh, props a... uh, you know, a gem in my hand. And, you know, I have no idea what this gem is. You know, I'm thinking to myself, what is this piece of rock? You know. But I said, anyway, let me check it out, you know. Maybe it's worth something, so let me go to the pawn, pawn shop and ask them, you know. And I, so I take it to the pawn shop, and then the, the pawn shop owner looks at the gem, and he faints. You say, why did he faint? What happened? Why did he faint? Is there something wrong with the rock? Does it make you, you know, fall down something? You know. So he, so he goes to a number of shops and all the owners faint. So he's thinking, what's happening? Why is everybody fainting? You know what I mean? So then he, he, he decides, let me go to a jeweler. You know what I mean? Well, these are these jewelers, you know. So he goes to the jeweler and the jeweler is, is sitting there and he's putting it underneath the, underneath the microscope. And he faints too, you know. And so the, the assistant comes along, the jeweler's assistant comes along and looks at it and says, no wonder he fainted. He says, why? He says, this thing is worth a few billion dollars. It's worth a few billion dollars. Now what was I looking for when I asked for, you know, when I was begging, what was I asking for? You know, a few pennies, Right? I mean, if someone gave me a dollar, I would think, wow, that guy gave a really nice donation. <laughs> I'd be feeling I'm in heaven. Somebody gave me a dollar, you know. Because <laughs> normally they throw a few coins at you, right? Or they give you something to eat, you know, something to eat. It's not, not normally not a few dollars, not even a few dollars, right? And here, this person gave something that was a few billion dollars worth. I mean, heck, I'd never have to beg in my life again. Not only I won't have to beg, I can go search down my wife who left me and my children who left me and tell them, don't worry, I'll take care of you all now. I have more money than all of us need or many thousands of generations will be taking care of us now with this amount of money. So that's called amazing. 
That's called beyond the expectations. And that's what Lord Nityananda does. He's amazing. We have desires. We want to see Krishna. We want this to happen. We want that to happen. And Krishna, Lord Nityananda delivers it even much, way beyond what we could have imagined. And so today is that day when we can ask him for anything we want. The best thing we can ask him for is, how may I serve you? How may I serve you? Because Radharani says, again, we were doing reading the other day, that everybody says, gimme, 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 you know? Gimme this, gimme that, gimme this, gimme that, you know? Like that. And Radharani is always, take, take, take. Take from me, take, 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 take. So we are Radharani's servants, 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 many times removed, right? We're in her line. That is why we're known as Godia Vaishnavas. So we should imbibe this type of mood that our Supreme Master has. And that is, take, please take. Whatever I have, even though I don't have much, please take. Whatever I can give you, I will give. So we go to Lord Nityananda and we pray to him, my dear Lord Nityananda, please grant me a boon. Please grant me the boon that I may always serve you to your entire satisfaction. That I may always please you as much as I possibly can to the fullest extent of my heart. To whatever extent my heart can command, I will serve and try to please you. But please allow me to serve you like that eternally. Please allow me to become your eternal servant. Like that. If we pray today to Lord Nityananda like that, he becomes very happy. He wants to give us happiness. But actually he deserves the greatest happiness himself. He's going all over the world delivering happiness to everybody, but he deserves the greatest happiness himself. So today is the day when we can actually pray to him, because he normally does not take service. He does not take service. But on this day, he wants to grant whatever anybody asks for. So if we ask him to please allow us to serve him, then he will do that. We will say, well, okay, on today, I cannot say no to you. Whatever you ask, I will do for you. And there is no greater boon than we can ask than that. Hare Krishna. Sri Nityananda Rama Ki Jai. Sri Nityananda Balarama Ki Jai. So, Prabhu, you want to say something, ask any question, or say something about Lord Nityananda? Yes. Yes. You on book distribution, you came across Colonel Sanders. Wow, that's an achievement. Yeah. You offered him a back to God magazine, and he said, "Oh no, no, no." Mm. Yeah. He say, "No, no." Can you can you say Hare Krishna? And he said, "No, no, no." Yeah. He said, "Nitai Gora." Nitai Goranga, he said that. <laughs> See how Lord Nityananda is so smart, right? This is the proof, you know. What more can we say? I, I've heard so many devotees tell me this, that that uh, when they preach about Nitai Goranga, people are interested. And when they talk about Krishna, they're not so much interested. You know? Or we already know Krishna. Who is this Nitai Goranga? Please can you tell us about Nitai Goranga? <laughs> We never heard about him. Who is it? You know. 
So what a what an amazing, amazing opportunity we have, right? To talk about Krishna and Balram and Radharani through Gorantyananda. You know. It's this unlimited opportunity, you know. That's so nice. That's so nice. Very good. Do you have anything you'd like to ask me? Do you say? No. Thank you very much for being in the class. All right, so I've got to go and start preparing for the Abhishek now. We're going to start the Abhishek at 10 o'clock. And please come on the altar to bathe the Lord. And uh, um, we'll start Kirtan at that time as well, at 10 o'clock. And we'll, after the Abhishek, uh, we'll continue speaking a little about Lord Nityananda. And then at 12 o'clock, we'll do the Arti, and then so about the wonderful feast that is being made today. Thank you very much. Right? Look at the board to see who the, who gave the donation for the feast, but the board's covered right now. So, <laughs> anyway, can you just put the board aside? I want to see. If, I just want to announce that if if there is a donor for today's feast, no, it doesn't look like it, right? Okay. So I'll get a donation today. I'll get a donation of five hundred and one dollars. Uh, I know someone who wants to give a donation, so I'll get him. It's actually a group. They gave the money some time ago and said, use it at the right time, so we'll just use it now. That'd be really nice. Actually, you were one of them who gave the money at that time, so we used it for the fire sacrifices, so you've got to feed people after the fire sacrifice, so we'll just do that today. We'll feed everybody who comes today. Nice. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Jai Sri Nityananda Rama Ki Jai Sri Prabhupada Ki Jai Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai Sri Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Sri Sri Radha Kalachandra Ki Jai Nitai Gaur Pramananda Hari Hari Jai Nityananda Balaram Ki Jai Sri Nityananda Balaram Ki Jai